Good morning, everyone. So good to see you all this morning. Aren't you thankful for our worship team? Come on now. We can just gather and worship Jesus so good. And God's presence is in the room with us today. Aren't you thankful for that? If you are in the room or you're joining us online, we are so thankful that you are with us today. And it's, again, it's a special when we can gather together and lift up the name of Jesus, experience his presence. But we are in week four of a series that we have called Jesus Encounters. And what we have in the scripture, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, is we have four Greco-Roman biographies about the person of Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus. And we can just, as we go through these stories, and that's what we're doing, we're going through some of these stories that Jesus encountered individuals, or individuals, rather, had an encounter with Jesus. And it's so great to go through these things because we can see what Jesus said to them, we can see what they did, and we can learn from all of these circumstances. And we know that the scripture is very by uh, the scripture is very Jesus centric, all the way from the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Old Testament points to the fact that the Messiah is coming. And we say Jesus Christ. Christ is not Jesus' last name. It means the Messiah, it means the anointed one, the chosen one of God. So all of the stories of the Old Testament lead us to who Jesus is. And so what we want to do in these stories from the stories from the gospel is gospels is to learn all about Jesus and lean into him. And that's our goal in this series. So uh, Hebrews chapter 1, as we've been reading every week, verse 1 says this. Oh, before we continue, we're going to be receiving communion. Um, for those of you that are at home with us, you can get some elements ready. At the end of the service, we'll be receiving communion together want to leave you hanging at home. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 says, long ago and at many times and in many ways God spoke to our fathers by the prophets talking about the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom also he created the world. So Jesus then pre- uh, was there with God the Father and the Holy Spirit creating the world. He, verse 3, is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, the exact imprint of God. And so that's what we have when we look at Jesus how he spoke, what he did, how he ministered. It gives us the greatest revelation or the greatest understanding of who God actually is. John chapter 14, verse 8 says this, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, I have I've been with you so long, and you still do not know me. Philip said, whoever, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Jesus then, explicit in his words here, if you've seen me, Jesus says, you've seen the Father. So as we go through these stories, we're understanding about the character and the nature of God and what God would say to us and how God would respond to us and how God would teach us. So all of these things are very important as we look at Jesus' encounters. The week, first week we talked about this encounter that Jesus had with his disciples and he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So the following Jesus has to do with making him our Lord understanding what that means, understanding that he is our savior, and then he, what he wants to do 
is the relationship that we have with him. He wants us to be an influential person in the world, bringing God's kingdom ways into the earth in 2021. And so that was the encounter that we talked about in week two, or week one. Week two, talked about walking in the light, and we looked at one very specific story about the healing of the blind man. Talked about spiritual heal, uh, spiritual sight and physical sight and comparing those two things. And then last week we talked about passing the test, understanding that God is giving us his words. He has put his words into our lives so that we will obey him. All of those messages are available on our website. All right, so as we continue to talk about Jesus, the word of God, we're going to be focusing on the subject of healing today. And we know, if you, even if you have a cursory knowledge of who Jesus is, we know that Jesus was a healer when he walked the earth. Now, the reason Jesus was a healer is that God revealed himself in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, very early on, specifically to the children of Israel in Exodus chapter 15. It says, I am the Lord, your healer. And then we see continually spoken about this idea of healing, that God is a healing God. Now, none of this should surprise us if we understand that God is our creator, that he created our physical bodies. Wouldn't we agree that God would know how to fix them? Right? You know, when you, you get a new car and you, and you get some sort of uh, expanded, you know, coverage for your car, and the reason you take the car back to the original dealership that you bought it from is that you kind of assume they put it together, they're going to know how to fix it. They have the proper parts for your car, and they're going to know how to put it back together. And the same way would be true when we think about God, who is a healer. The revelation of the scripture shows us that Jesus is a healer. We see this in the New Testament. We're going to look at some stories today. That we should lean into this fact that God heals. So you're ready to lean in to that with me today. Now, specifically, anybody who's sick in the room is like, yeah, I'm ready. But maybe if you're young, you're like, my body's good. I got no problems with it. It's good. It's totally functioning. Or maybe you're a little bit older or you're in shape and you're like, I got no problems with my body. Why would I even worry about this? Well, I would say two things. Eventually, you're going to have a struggle with your body. Everybody is. And then also, there's going to be people that we know that are going to face sickness and disease, and we want to be able to pray for them with confidence. We want to be able to stand with somebody who's facing sickness and disease, and we want to know what the scripture says. Because there's a lot of made-up doctrines about the subject of healing, and there's a lot of confusion, I would say, about healing. And sometimes, you know, somebody prays for somebody, and then they don't get healed, and then we have somebody questions about that and we don't know why that happened or what was the situation and then we kind of create a doctrine about that. But what we want to do is we want to look at who God is, who God reveals himself to be. And then we want to lean in and trust that. You know, uh, some people, when we talk about the, the idea of physical healing from the scripture, you know, some people, again, people get nervous. And, I, you know, one very famous minister said, you know, to somebody, somebody said to them with great concerns, like, well, what if you pray for somebody and they don't get healed? And he said, well, they're no worse. And we, we I could go through the scriptures and we could see scriptural reasons why things don't happen for people and why people don't get healed. 
but it's kind of a negative way of going through the scripture. Um, and what I would say is a lot of times people just opt into that, opt into the negativity of a situation as opposed to having faith in who God is. And that's what we want to do today. We want to lean in, put our trust in who God is. And what I would like us to believe today, whether you're here in the room or watching online, is that we can experience God's healing power. Just to lean into that idea. Once we see and we know from the scripture that God shows himself to be a healer, we can lean into that and trust him. And I'm going to read some stories, just some very practical ways. How do we put our trust in God as it relates to this? So are you, are you with me today? Are we, are we just going to trust God together today? Are we going to dare to believe God today? That he could heal my body or he could heal somebody else's body. Again, we're, we're, just, we're just taking our bodies back to the factory, right? We're, we're taking our bodies back to the one who knows how they, they work. And so we're just going to say, God, I just, I yield myself to you. I open myself wide to your healing power. Are you with me today? Man, let's dare to believe God today. Let's have a Jesus encounter. We're going to read three very specific stories where people, sick people, came to Jesus. And what do we know happens when sick people come to Jesus? What happens? Come on, you learned this. If you, if you grew up in church, you learned this from a young age. Think about this. All of the sick people that came to Jesus, Jesus didn't turn any of them away. Come on now. Jesus didn't turn any away and be like, no, you know what? It's God's will for you to be sick. Jesus never said that, so I don't know why preachers say it. I'm not going to say that today. What we're going to do is we're going to go to the Word of God, put our faith in the Word of God. So we'll be rallying our faith together today. Are we going to dare to believe God this morning? All right, Psalm 103, verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals... All your diseases. This benefit of having a relationship with God. We already said, God revealed himself to the children of Israel. I am the Lord, your healer. And and, and here's something else I would say about healing. You already believe in healing. You already believe in healing. Well, well, how, how do I know? Has anyone ever cut their hand or any other part of their body? I, I cut my finger this week. Uh, we just moved, and I cut my finger on a box. Please give me some mercy. <laughs> Nicole's doing most of it. But, uh, so you can see the scar here, but it's not open anymore. What happened to it? It healed. And who created my body? God created our bodies, and so we believe in healing. When we go to a good doctor, what does a good doctor do? A good doctor doesn't actually heal our bodies, but what he does is he sets up our body to be healed. If if you've ever gone and had surgery, surgeons do terrible damage to people's bodies, don't they? They cut them open and they take out things, but then they sew it back up. And what do they believe is going to take place? Healing is going to take place. So when we're talking about divine healing, we're knowing that healing is already a thing. We already believe in healing. 
But sometimes we know that we're facing certain things in our lives or somebody else's, that those things that we're facing, man, they just overcome those natural processes. And that's why we want to lean into the healing power of God. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent out his word. We've already said in this series, Jesus, the word of God. So that's why it makes sense that in the ministry and life of Jesus, there was healing because the word of God heals people. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 says this, My son, be attentive to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within the midst of your heart, for they, what? The word of God, are life to those who find them, and healing to all their flesh. So this is what we need to believe, trust in, rely on, be convicted of as it relates to the word of God. It actually brings healing to my flesh. Are you open today? As we read through the word of God, what can we trust is happening to us? Healing is happening. We can just be wide open, wide open to healing. Don't shut yourself down. I can already sense it. Open yourself up. What have you got to lose today? Right? Let's open ourselves up to the Word of God because we know that the Word of God brings healing to our flesh. Isaiah 53, verse 4, looking forward to Jesus coming. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. With his wounds, we are healed. Because Jesus took brokenness on the cross, what should be our expectation according to these verses? Because his flesh was broken, our expectation should be, it should expect healing. Amen. Matthew chapter 8. Verse 16 says, That evening they brought to him, talking about Jesus, many who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, what I just read. He took our illnesses and he bore our diseases. So the stories that we see in the life and ministry of Jesus, as it relates to healing, are pointing back to the Old Testament prophecies that should help us to know God is a healer. Jesus is a healer. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24, looking back now at Jesus' life. He, bore, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds. You have been healed. In other words, healing has been provided. Now, we know and we trust and we believe that salvation has been provided by Jesus and his finished work at the cross. Don't we believe that? But then healing is also here included. So we see before Jesus came, looking forward to him, talking about healing, uh, the contemporaries of Jesus, as they saw him heal people, like, wow, this is the Messiah coming. And then looking back to Jesus, and he did something for us on the cross. And then, let's think about this, in the book of Acts, which is the early days of the church, even though Jesus wasn't walking physically on the earth, 
that the apostles and the early church healing continued to happen even after Jesus' ascension. But the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, and the early church, they experienced healing in the book of Acts. So why not us? Are we going to dare to believe this morning? Come on, you got an extra hour of sleep? You should be ready to go today. <laughs> Let's dare to put our trust in this today as we talk about it. Romans chapter 10 verse 16 says this. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, the same chapter that we just read, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? The King James says, maybe more familiar, who has believed the report of the Lord? Who has believed it? Who has believed that God has done something? Because it says here, not everybody puts their trust in it. Now, we know that to be true, right? Not everybody's putting their trust in Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. We know that that's true. But then also, what we're focusing on today, why don't we put our trust into Jesus to be our healer today? Let's not opt out. Let's not be the group that hears the gospel and then, um, you know, we're not going to believe the report. Let's actually put our faith in the gospel. They have not obeyed the gospel. For I said, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So we always have a choice to believe. We always have a choice to believe what we hear. And that's what I'm wanting us to choose today. I'm wanting us to choose faith in the healing power of God. Verse 17, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So faith is available to us today as we go through all of the scriptures that we've already read. Faith shows up in the middle of that. And the question is, are we going to grab onto faith? Are we going to grab onto, you know what, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust that God is more powerful than my sickness and disease. Because he said that, that he heals all my Diseases, so I'm going to put my trust in that. I'm going to believe what he says. So faith comes, we receive it, and then what we need to do is we need to act upon it. And that's what we're going to see here in these encounters in the ministry of Jesus. All right, so the first encounter we're going to look at today is the story. It's called The Woman with the Issue of Blood, and it's found here in Mark chapter 5. And here's one of these stories where we have some detail. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. So that's a long time, right? That's a long time to be facing something, an issue with your body. But what do we know, even if you've never heard this story, we're talking about healing, what's going to happen at the end of the story? She's going to get healed. But here it is, 12 years. Maybe we should just give up at 12 years. When something has been, we, we had a struggle in our body for a really long time, maybe we should just forget it. Maybe we should just not worry about it. We should like, well, I guess, you know, this is how my life is. This is the law given to me, just sort of a fatalistic idea about life. Thank God this woman didn't think like that. She had been in this situation for 12 years. Had this struggle, verse 26, who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had. She was no, bad, no better, but rather grew worse. So not only did she have a physical challenge, now that she had spent all of her money and nothing had changed for her. But listen, 
She had heard the reports about Jesus. Now, what is her choice here in this moment? She had heard the reports, and she had heard about Jesus. The previous verses that we just read said not everybody's going to believe. They're going to hear the gospel. They're going to hear about Jesus. But not everybody's going to put their trust in Jesus. She heard about Jesus. Now, this was probably a very easy thing to do, pre-internet, pre-phone, pre-mass media. But news about a guy going around the countryside healing people travels fast, right? In a time where doctors are terrible and their solution to most things, you know what, we're going to let some blood out. That's how we're going to fix your problem. So she heard about Jesus and she made a choice in that moment. And what was her choice? Her choice was to believe. Had other people heard about Jesus? And didn't come in the press, didn't come behind and touch him. And then there's actually other people we're going to see here in a second that were touching Jesus probably just out of curiosity and nothing happened for them. But what is different about this woman? Let's read it. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd touched his garment, for she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. What does that sound like to you right there? It sounds like faith. But she actually believed that Jesus was a healer. Verse 29, immediately the flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Listen to this now, this is the amazing part of the story. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing against you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it, but the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear, trembling, and fell down before him, and told him, the whole truth. In other words, the story. So this is where they got the story. I've had this for 12 years. And I've spent all my money. So this is how they got the story. Listen to what Jesus said. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Now, did Jesus get it wrong? Thank you. Thank you. The answer when I ask that question is Jesus didn't get it wrong, all right? <laughs> Jesus said to her, your faith, your conviction, your belief, your trust in me has healed you. But we know from the story that we just read what happened. He, he, she touched the edge of his clothes and he sensed that power went out of him. What power? The power of God. The power of God that came on Jesus when he was baptized. Do you remember that story? That the Holy Spirit came on him. So he was aware that the Holy Spirit was upon him. And then in this moment, the power of God actually went out of him. So we know in actual fact that the power of God changed her body. She was completely healed. But Jesus said to her, your faith has made you well. That her belief in trust and conviction about Jesus actually made a difference for her. What was different? Because there was, everybody was touching Jesus. Right? 
Jesus didn't say, God has decided from on high today that you are the only one in this crowd that's going to get healed. He didn't say that. He said there was something different about her. Not that she was better than the rest of the people. Not that she was superior to them. What was the difference? What was the thing that Jesus said? Your faith. You just, you just believed it. You just believed it. So that's what I said at the beginning. Why don't we just trust? Why don't we just lean in today and just put our trust in God? Like this woman. Because the other people, I mean, we can make a supposition about it a little bit. They were just, well, they had heard of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, Messiahs, whatever. The healing power of God, sure, sure. I'm going to go and see what happens. See, nothing happened. This woman was different. And he made a big deal about this woman. So everybody could hear, daughter, your faith has made you well. She wasn't better than anyone, wasn't more superior, but she heard about Jesus. And she pressed in. And her faith made a difference for her. This is something else that's very important right now in the season of the world and the culture that we live in. It's very easy in the room or online to see yourself as just a consumer of messages. Consume, I consume Christians, consume content from churches. And then if we kind of feel like, you know, I don't know, if my and my faith is growing, I don't know if I'm sensing God's presence as much as I used to. Maybe there's something wrong with Alan and the worship team. That, you know, they used to be anointed, but not anymore. I am the arbiter of these things. The question is for us, not is God available? The question is, are we pressing in? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But what was different about this woman? She took it and she acted. She moved. She wasn't skeptical like the rest of them. She said, if I would just touch his clothes, I, I shall be whole. If I just touch the edge of his garment. Some might say, and I'm going to go, and unless Jesus prays for me himself, unless I have special prayer from Jesus. Jesus is not paying attention to me like he should. This one was like, if I just touch his clothes. She pressed in. Nobody is responsible for your faith except you. Now, I will stand here every Sunday and preach the word of God to you, and I will read a bunch of scriptures as I do. But it's going to be incumbent upon you to hear, to incorporate it, and then to act upon it and live it out. And then when you live it out, then you will sense the power of God in your life. Because I've done this. Listen, guys, I've been in the church game my whole life. 
and I can sit and judge preachers like the best of them. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I can judge a preacher. That's not me following Jesus. It's hearing about him and then acting upon it. And Jesus said to this woman, your faith has made you whole. So she pressed in. Let's press in. In this moment in our lives, but let's press in in our faith. Let's, let's have our faith in Jesus be real to us. The world needs us to press in to God. Next story we're going to look at today. Blind Bartimaeus, Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. And a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. So what do we have here again? We have a large crowd, but then we have one person who's going to get healed. Let's be the one today. What do you say? Shall we be the one? Shall we be the one like the woman with the issue of blood? Shall, be, shall we be the one like Bartimaeus? And even before we've read the story, we know that the blind guy is going to see. Because we know when sick people encounter Jesus, they get healed. So why don't we be the one today? The one to what? Well, let's read, let's read it. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, faith comes by hearing. He heard it was Jesus. Well, what, what did he know about Jesus? That Jesus was a healer. Will we lean into that today? Are we going to believe that today? He began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then he rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped. And said, call him. So they called the blind man. Cheer up. On your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside. Doesn't mean a big deal to us right now. But all of the blind people in that time had to wear a very specific coat to signify them as somebody who was blind. And what is he doing? He's throwing it aside. Are you with me today? What is he saying? He's got some faith in Jesus. Here in the middle of the crowd, there's a crowd with Jesus. Right? And what is he like? Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they're like, shh. You're going too far, Bartimaeus, with this faith notion. Cast his garment aside. Jumped to his feet, came to Jesus. I love this. Verse 51. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. Isn't it obvious? Right? He's a blind guy. Obviously, the way he got there was probably obvious that he had this physical ailment. What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go. Jesus said, your faith has healed. Are you reading this with me? What, what happened? Your faith has healed you. Now we know from the other story, we know it's the power of God, the same power of God that left Jesus does the actual work. God is the God of healing. 
God's part is the healing part. Our part is the trust part. That's our part. But what about this? What about this? What about this? Pastor Brent, that's not your job. That's above your pay grade, okay? Your part is the trusting. Your part is to rely on him. Jesus said, and I'm going to say it again, Jesus got it right. Your faith has healed you immediately. He received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Last story we're going to look at today. Matthew 12, the man with the withered hand. Matthew 12, verse 9. He went on from there and entered the synagogue. A man was there with a withered hand. What's going to happen? He's going to get healed, right? One with the issue of blood, we're like, she's going to get healed. Blind Bartimaeus, what do we know is going to happen? He's going to get healed. He received his sight in amongst the crowd, in amongst the naysayers, in amongst the people who weren't leaning in. Here's a man with a withered hand. And they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath so they might accuse him? So here are the Pharisees. <laughs> the Pharisees, who don't actually like Jesus, have faith that Jesus is going to heal somebody. How crazy is this moment? And they want him to do it because he's going to break their religious rules, which is healing on the Sabbath. And so they thought if you're going to heal somebody, it's going to be some sort of work that man is doing. And you're going to be breaking the religious rules. But the point of Jesus continuing to heal on the Sabbath is that healing is the work of God. It's not the work of man. But the activity of man is to put their trust in God. God, I put my trust in you. You're the man with the withered hand. And they're like, okay, wait a minute. You're going to do this at the wrong time. Verse 11, he said to them, Which of you who has a sheep, if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value is a man than a sheep? So, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. And then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And the man stretched it out and it was restored healthy like the other. So the man with the withered hand had to believe what Jesus said and what did Jesus say? Stretch out your hand. Now don't you think he had done this before? Hadn't he, I don't know the exact condition of his hand, but hadn't he tried to stretch it out before? We don't know how long the condition, we don't know how long it had been like this with this other woman, 12 years, blind Bartimaeus, blind since birth, other people sick for 30 years that encountered Jesus. The time is not the important thing. It's in the moment are we going to trust what Jesus says. Stretch out your hand, and he stretched it out, and it was healed, made whole like the other. The Pharisees went out and conspired against him how to destroy him. 
front of Jesus, the Son of God, chose not to believe. So do we have a choice today? Do we have a choice, like all of these stories, to be like the woman with the issue of blood, to be like blind Bartimaeus, to be like the man with the withered hand, in amongst a crowd of a bunch of non-believers? But again, why wouldn't we be the one? Why don't we choose to be the one? Because our faith in God and his ability to heal our bodies trust him. What we need to do is we need to trust God and who he reveals himself to be. Not just ideas, not just confusion about things that didn't work, people's circumstances. Because again, I, I could go back and read all of these stories from the crowd's perspective and there was a bunch of people who didn't get healed. And I would say that we would be focusing on the wrong thing because we got lessons about the people that did get healed. So let's trust God. Who, who is he revealing himself to be all the way through the scriptures to the culmination Jesus' ministry to post-Jesus' ascension, the book of Acts, people experienced healing. So are you open today? Are you open today to be like one of these with just a simple childlike faith? Just say, God, I trust you. Let's receive communion together today. And we're going to pray. So you can open the, the top portion that contains the wafer and then we're going to pray. read there the verses from Isaiah 53. It says, by his wounds we are healed. So the wafer we're holding, the idea of the wafer, and we're going to see this with what Jesus says, that we're supposed to remember Jesus. Jesus sent by God to reveal the exact imprint of his nature. Came and ministered healing to those who came to him. So let's opt in today. I do want to opt in. Let's opt in. Let's not opt out. Luke 22, 19, he took the bread, he gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So today we're going to remember that Jesus is our healer. We're going to be like the woman with the issue of blood, and we're going to be like blind Bartimaeus, and we're going to be like the man with the withered hand. So let's pray. God, we thank you for Jesus today. We thank you, Lord, that as he ministered to the sick, that he reveals to us your nature. So God, we know, like the story with the woman with the issue of blood, that your power did the work but Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. So God, we just take a moment and we say, we put our trust in you. We open ourselves wide to your power from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. 
We know that your power, your spirit will only do good in us. So we believe what you said today, Lord. We put our trust in you. We thank you, Lord, for your power in this room. We thank you, Lord, for your power for people watching online. God, we receive your power today like Bartimaeus. We reach out and we thank you for your power, for your grace, for your mercy. For your power that you have made available to us. And so we say yes today. We say yes to your power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So if you're here today and you, you're like one of those, and you feel like, you know, I've got something going on in my body, a struggle, a pain, disease. What we want to do is we want to do what these people did and just say, a small prayer. God, I receive your power today. I put my trust in you. I thank you, Lord, that you are my healer. I have a conviction about who you said you are. I thank you that your power is greater than any disease I face. Let's eat together. Verse 20, likewise, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. The reason we experience the righteousness of God is because of the shed blood of Jesus and the fact that we can come to him today. The fact that we have access to God and his power. It's because of Jesus' shed blood. Aren't you thankful for that today? So that's what we're supposed to be reminded of as we drink this. But before we drink, let's just pray. God, we thank you for your forgiveness today. We thank you that you give us your righteousness because of Jesus' shed blood. So we're so thankful, Lord, that we can be in your presence in this moment. Your good, loving, healing forgiving presence. We thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's drink together. Let's just take a few more seconds. And let's all just put our hands up for a few seconds here. This is signifying that you're open to whatever God would want to do in your life. God, I put my trust in you today. I'm open to your love, to your power, to your healing power, to your forgiveness. God, we know that you are good. So we thank you, Lord, for your goodness working in our bodies. Thank you, Lord, that you sent your word and healed us. So we thank you for your healing power today. We just breathe in your presence. We breathe in your goodness. We breathe in your love. 
to be scared of the presence of God. Because God is good. Amen. Aren't you thankful that God is good? Amen. If you're here this morning and you have never started a relationship with Jesus or if you're watching us online, the same way we talked about that healing has been provided for us, salvation has been provided because of what Jesus did on the cross. So if you've never done that today, I'm going to pray a prayer this morning. I invite you to pray along with me. It's just a starting point in your relationship with God. Jesus calls us to be his disciples, which means lifelong learners, just understanding who he is, what has been provided, understanding who God is. But we need this starting place. We need a moment where we say yes to Jesus. So this is as good a moment as ever for you to start a relationship with God. So if you've never done that here in the room watching online, I invite you to pray along with me. But church, we're all going to pray this out loud together to help those that are maybe praying it for the very first time. So let's bow our head and close our eyes. And let's pray this out together. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he lived a sinless life. He died on the cross. And you raised him from the dead. So I can know you. So today I say yes to that relationship. I say yes to your righteousness. God, I call you my father. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I purpose to follow after your ways and turn from my own. I thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, if that is you this morning, you made that decision for the very first time. Some of our team at the info desk in the lobby have some materials that we would love to put into your hand. That will just help you on your journey of faith. If you are watching us online and you pray that prayer for the very first time, please email us at info at thecitychurch.ca and we will be happy to send you those exact same materials. Aren't you thankful for God's presence today? Amen. Just a a simple, basic encouragement for those of you that are, are trusting God for healing today. Just as you go on through the day and tomorrow and maybe this week, just a simple prayer that we can pray. Just thank you, God, that your healing power is working in me. You know, in the scripture, a couple it says they, he, they were healed as they went. There was one time where Jesus prayed for somebody and they saw people like trees and then Jesus prayed for them again and they saw fully. And so what, what we're after is recovery. We don't, the exact thing, the timing of it, again, that's not our concern. What is our, what is our responsibility now? We're just going to trust God. Thank you, God, that your goodness, your healing power is working in me. Thank you for coming to church today. We will see you next week uh, for Jesus Encounters Part 5. You are dismissed. <laughs>